0: Every day I go out and work to provide for my family, but I know that the Lord is our provider. The energy I have in my body to go work, where did that come from? came from Him. The opportunities to earn a living, where did they come from? They come from Him. So even as I'm active and putting forth effort, my dependence is on the Lord. It is dependent effort
1: that characterizes the Christian life. From Walking in Grace, this is The Straight Truth Podcast. Christian truths in an increasingly secular world. Welcome again to the Straight Truth Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Philpot, and as always, I'm joined by Pastor Richard Caldwell of Founders Baptist Church. Now, with the podcast this time, we're going to do things a little differently. Instead of me asking Pastor Richard the question, we actually have a small, live audience of mostly young people who have important topics they'd like to ask Pastor Richard. So we hope you'll enjoy this new format for Season 14 of Straight Truth. But if you have a question you'd like to ask Pastor Richard, as always, please leave a comment below this video or submit a question on our website, straighttruth.net. With that, let's get to the question for this episode. Matthew 6, 25-34 warns us to not be concerned about what comes next. Does that mean we stop making an effort to do our best completely and simply trust God to do everything for us, no matter what our circumstances.
0: Yeah, just to remind um, those who are watching us, that passage you, you reference teaches us not to be anxious about what we're gonna put on, how we're gonna make it. Uh, and he, our Lord offers the example of the birds of the, of the air, how our Heavenly Father takes care of them, the grass in the field, how He closed uh, the field. Uh, the flowers and all of that. So, so that's what you're referring to. And the question is, should that lead, you know, the, the exhortation not to be anxious, the exhortation to trust God, should that lead to a kind of life that's without effort? Or we could even say without ambition, just sort of live passively and wait for God to take care of me. And of course, I think the the obvious answer is, no, that's not what it leads to. But your question I think demonstrates something very important for the Christian in with respect to every question we might consider, and that is you always consider a particular passage of scripture in light of the whole of God's revelation. So you take one passage of scripture and the best interpreter of that passage is the rest of the word of God, so that we don't understand things in a way that is imbalanced and therefore inaccurate. So what we're being taught to do in that passage you reference is to trust, not to live lives full of worry and anxiety, but to know, to be convinced that our Father loves us, He knows what we need, and He will meet the needs of His people. He will take care of us. That's what we're being called to in that passage. When I ask myself, what does that look like practically? Does it, for example, I need a job right now, let's say. Does this mean that I should just send out resumes and wait, and know that God is going to direct me to the job he wants me to have? Or should I maybe follow up on those resumes and make some phone calls? And should I maybe even go knock on a few doors and see if I can sit down with someone face to face? So it's it's that kind of a spectrum. How much effort, how much trust? What does trust look like? What does effort look like? How do they work together? And and I think when you look at what the rest of the New Testament teaches, what you find is a life of dependent effort. So I'm always active. I'm not saying there's never a time to wait. There is a time to wait. That sometimes becomes a matter of wisdom or judgment, but but I'm never passive. Even my waiting should not be passive. It can be prayerful. It can be ready to act. It can be watching for opportunities. So I'm always active. But as I am active, I realize what my limitations are what I could do without God, which is nothing. Our Lord said that for without me, you can do nothing. So even, even if, if I take talents God has given me and I think about how to use those talents, or I think about trying to achieve a certain end and I'm aiming at that end and working toward it, even then I realize that unless the Lord builds the house, the laborers labor in vain. Unless the Lord defends the city, it's, it's wide open for uh, you know, being ransacked. I need the Lord. I think a good balancing text is 1 Corinthians nine. Paul writes in the 24th verse, "'Do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one receives the prize? So run that you may obtain it.'" Run in a way that reveals that that you want the prize. Every athlete exercises self-control in all things. They do it to receive a perishable wreath, but we an imperishable. Right, I mean, if people work hard to achieve temporal rewards, what should our life look like in terms of discipline and obedience? If what I'm aiming at has to do with eternity, Paul goes on to say, so I do not run aimlessly. I do not box as one beating the air. That is, you know, sort of uh, shadow boxing as if there's no opponent. There's no uh, real thing that I'm aiming at. Rather, he says, I discipline my body and keep it under control lest after preaching to others, I myself should be disqualified. He says, there's something weighty at stake here when we talk about living the Christian life and we think about ministry. So I wanna discipline myself. I want to give my full effort. And yet we know from the rest of Paul's writings, he did this in a way that understood his complete dependence upon the Lord. So that's what I do. Every day I go out and work to provide for my family, but I know that the Lord is our provider The energy I have in my body to go work, where did that come from? came from Him. The opportunities to earn a living, where did they come from? They come from Him. So even as I'm active and putting forth effort, my dependence is on the Lord. It is dependent effort that characterizes the Christian life.
1: Right following this passage, he says, uh, Jesus says, don't be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious about itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Maybe you could talk with that in relation to these things about what God provides us and cares for us. Yeah, that's a great, a great follow-up.
0: Uh, again, I think we have to take the whole of Scripture to understand a, a verse like that. Because there are places where we see the righteous, for example, lay up in store for future generations. I mean, this is one of the evidences of godliness is that you're thinking about your children and your children's children. So obviously that verse doesn't teach us to give no thought to tomorrow as if tomorrow might not exist, rather what it's teaching us is not to worry about tomorrow as if God isn't sovereign, as if it's all up to me. And this is one of the keys actually to overcoming anxiety is humility. It is to understand that, that God is sovereign and I am not. And the best thing I can ever do for today or considering tomorrow is to walk in the simple obedience of a child like a child, but as a child of God. So I'm gonna walk in what God has put in front of me. I'm gonna obey him fully. That includes making plans for the future, but not in a way as if it all depends on me, knowing that it's it's ultimately in the hands of sovereign God. We find, for example, later in the New Testament that we're not to make plans, saying today or tomorrow I'm gonna go to such and such city and buy and sell and do this or do that. No, rather Mm -hmm. you should say, if the Lord wills, Mm -hmm. I will do this. So I'm always making plans in a way submissive to who God is and knowing that He is sovereign and I am not. And all the plans that I make about tomorrow might prove to to have been totally mistaken on my part if sovereign God brings about a different set of circumstances than I expected. That includes I could plan for tomorrow and not be there tomorrow. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Today could be my last day on earth. So even as I'm making plans about tomorrow, I'm doing it trusting the Lord and in a way that rests in the Lord. The one who is sovereign over everything loves his people. The one who is sovereign over everything cares for his people. And that's the point of the passage that you first brought up, Matthew 6. I need to know my father cares for me. And if he takes care of birds and flowers, he'll take care of me. Of how much more worth are you, Jesus said, than those things. So I don't have to worry. I can rest in the the sovereign love and care of the living God.
1: Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Straight Truth Podcast. Now, we'd love to have you share this episode with friends and family. And the easiest way to do that is by going to our website, straighttruth.net, and subscribing to one of our social media channels like YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Now, Straight Truth is listener supported. So if you'd like to find out ways to help us to continue to produce this podcast, again, go to our website, straighttruth.net.